We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg. Yes. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. TJ Hawkinson. Yes. They did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? Yeah, what is going on everybody welcome to our live post game show i'm your host for today malcolm as you hear the music in the background this is a celebration we have beat the green bay packers matter of fact wait hold on let me bring it bring it back real quick let me just bring it back real quick while we're celebrating this moment as we beat the green bay packers i do have my good guy here pierre how you doing pierre I am doing great, man. How's your mood right? How's your mood right now, man? I'm in a great mood, man. Man, let's go, man. I know I wanted the number one overall pick, but man, let's go, man. I don't care about the draft pick one or two. It's still a high pick. Thibodeau or Hutch, whoever's there, you're still getting a hell of a player, man. You you're still getting a good. You're still. I mean, you're a top two pick. You're still a top two pick. We beat the Packers. I mean, we gave them hell even with the stars out there. This was a very, very, very fun game. I, I honestly enjoyed. It. I'm pretty sure all Lions fans enjoyed this game. This was a, this was a great game. Yeah. You have any takeaways from this game, Pierre? What was your thoughts on this game? Well, we talked about pregame. I said the Lions are going to put all the tricks out the back. Fake punts. They did that. It was a drop by Godwin. It was a great pass by Jack Pox. We talked about uh, pulling out the tricks on offense, and they did that as well. Uh, they mixed it up with Rodgers. They brought pressure. They disguised some coverages. We talked about that as well. And then I got to be honest, man, the Packers had to be praying Aaron Rodgers is going to be back next year. Jordan Love ain't it. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. I. Uh, right now, if you were to ask me, like, all right, do I think Aaron Rodgers is going to – I don't know right now. I don't know if he's going to come back. For some reason, like, something inside of me is saying uh, they're going to they're gonna probably work it out because if the Packers lose Aaron Rodgers, you're stuck with Jordan Love. That's not a good thing. It's not a good sign. No, it's not. It, it's, um, it's not. Man, forget about Jordan Love, though. The defense at the end, C.J. Moore with the pick. The guy barely plays on defense, made a big tackle with that screen pass, comes and gets a pick. And then the offense, they get a field goal. What do they do again? The defense comes out and gets another pick. Tracy Walker, Jordan Aquara with the pressure, Tracy Walker with the pick. Malcolm, they got to pay Walker, bro. They really do. Pay, hashtag pay Walker? Is that, is that, pay is that what's Walker. going on right now? That's what's going on right now? Hashtag pay, yeah. pay the man. In all caps. Pay the man. Yeah, I'm with it. I think I think he should get paid. Um, if the thing is, he's gonna get paid regardless if we bring him, whether regardless if we pay him or somebody else pays him, he's gonna get paid. He's he's gonna get paid regardless. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, the Lions come out with the W. 
Is there anything you didn't like about this game, Pierre? Like, is it something that was like, ugh? Um, not really. Maybe stopping the run. The run defense was a little bad, but we kind of knew that going into today that um, we weren't really going to stop the run. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough on the road, on the, on the run, on the ground. They did a lot better than they did last week. Last week they had just had no answer. Last week it was just it was disgusting. But right. They still ran the ball on us. It, it, it is what it is, man. Um, I don't know what's going on with Godwin and Inky Buke. He just, I don't, I don't, is he on a one-year deal? So you know? he was an undrafted rookie. They get three-year deals, but his contract is not guaranteed. So they can move on if they want to move on. Yeah, I, I think that's the situation. Because, man, he's just been, his his name, like, his like to me, like, when I call him, I call him can't get right. Like, he keeps screwing up. <laughs> where they're yeah. filming the ball. Like, Jack Fox said they threw an absolute dime to him. The ball went right through his hands. It's tough. Yep. Very, very, very tough. Um, But besides that, man, this was an awesome-ass game. Jared Goff yeah, again. Jared Goff um, played well. There was one, good. one series where he was actually, like, really bad. And I was like, oh, here we go again, where he would, like, <laughs> spun himself almost into a sack. Threw like a bad pass to Amin Rasse Brown, but it was only those three plays. After that, he settled down a little. Even the O line, like what was going on, they had a lot of injuries. Decker got hurt during the game. Evan Brown got hurt. They bring in McCollum. McCollum struggles. They bench McCollum. They put Jonah Jackson to center. Tommy Kramer at left guard. There was a lot of shuffling with the O line. I thought they held up pretty well. Yeah, they they actually played really good. Um, with those pass rushers. Yeah, we talked. Yeah, about with their situation. Pass. Yeah, they they played really, really, really good. But Jared Goff, man, I yo, I feel like we could actually, I feel like we could actually win with Jared Goff. I really do. Like, if you asked me this question like four weeks ago, maybe five weeks ago, I would probably throw up in my mouth. But man, if you put some pieces around him, you know, give him the our full O line, you know, give him our running game, add a, you know, another receiver, maybe draft another draft a receiver. Shoot, I don't know, man. I think you can actually. Be successful with Jared Goff. I'm not there yet. I want to see more. I want to see how he looks next year with some probably better weapons, um, much improved offense. I want to see how he looks next year. I'm not there yet. You're not there yet. I mean, since I'm telling you, since since December, it was like the first week of December. He's been balling. I know he's missed the last couple of games, but when he's been playing, he I don't think he has any turnovers. I got I got to look at the numbers since like December. That first week of December, I gotta look at the numbers. I don't. I think he has no turnovers, but yeah, man, I, I really do believe that you know he. I mean, he's proven in the past, proven in the past that you put a team around him, you put a good situation around him, he could win. He took a team, you know, he, he went to the, to the Super Bowl with a, with a solid, solid, solid team. So I, I don't know, man. I think I'm, I think I'm back on the the Jared Golf hype. I got a, a take. People might not agree. I think Dan Campbell should stay the play caller. Absolutely. I love it. I love what he's doing. I mean, Ben Johnson's going to be in his ear next year, too. It is what it is. Just keep things the same. Keep things the same. You know, if they do, there's a big chance that we could start fast offensively from day one. And if we could do that, we could have a much better product, football product on the field if they do that. So, yeah, I'm hoping Dan Campbell is our play caller, man. That's a good look for Dan Campbell, man. Most of the great head coaches, they do this. They they do double. They they either call the defensive plays and head coach or they call the offensive plays and head coach. The great coaches do it. The Super Bowl champion head coaches, that's what they do. Yeah. Um, the reason why I say that, Malcolm, is like he gets like they're missing all these guys, right? And I'm in Ross St. Brown, but he's moving him around. He's he's like using him on jets, moving him in the slab, moving him outside. He's finding ways to scheme him open. Where like the previous OCs, nothing against him, they didn't really do that that much. Like Campbell knows suck. how to use his personnel. He's moving guys around. He's getting them in space. He's getting on favorable matchups. We didn't really see that with like, for example, Bevel or Linehan or Jim Bob Cooter or Lombardi. Yeah, yeah, we didn't, man. And actually, was a, I actually was a fan of Bevel because his vertical offense, but I really like what they're doing here. I really like what they're doing. And then, you know, Amal Ross St. Brown with another back-to-back 100-yard game. Last week was his first 100-yard game. He follows up with another 100-yard game. His eight-reception um, streak continues. 
He has another eight, eight um, reception game. I said this about five weeks ago that we were watching. We're, we're able to watch this kid develop and become an elite receiver between, like, right in front of our very own eyes. I took a lot of, I got a lot of heat from it. People are saying he's not elite. He's not elite. I, I wasn't calling him. I'm saying we're, we're getting to, we're, we're watching him become elite. And this is great. This is a great thing because we are watching this kid become elite. This kid can do it all. I love, I, he's, he's becoming one of my favorite receivers right now. Absolutely. Um, he also talked about in the beginning of the year how he had to improve on his yak, and he did that today. Ooh, he was he? breaking tackles. He was making guys miss. He has a bright future here, man. He's 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 fearless, man. He's like five ten, six foot around there, but he plays like he plays like he's six foot five, two two thirty. The way he plays, man. He plays big. Yeah, he. Does. I love it. I love it. I love, I, love, I, love, I love his aggression. I love his the way he's on the field. I, I, yeah, Amal Ross St. Brown is it. I, I like that guy. Great pick. Great pick by Detroit, man. Yeah, now let's go to the defense side of the ball. I wasn't. I was actually impressed with one player specifically, Julian Nakara. I believe he had two sacks. Mm. And then he was pressuring the quarterback constantly today. And we talked about that um, pregame. We're like, who's going to step up? And he stepped up, right? He sure did. Yeah, he did. He was a guy. You're saying that there's gonna be a, a guy that's gonna, you know, that has to go against a right tackle, and I was like, who the hell's gonna, who's gonna step up? And yeah, it was Julian Okora. He was the guy that stepped up, had a great game. I loved it. Was it two? I don't know if it was a sack or two sacks, but he he was he was uh, causing havoc in the backfield. Yeah, they said that he had two sacks. Yeah, another guy that balled out. I think Aline McNeil played his best game as a Lion today. Ali McNeil, that, yeah, he did. He, he, he had a solid, solid game, man. Creating a lot of pressure from the interior, man. Yeah, he was. I thought he was good in the running game on a couple plays too. He was, man. I, you know what? This defense, I, I knew they wasn't going to have back to back atrocious games, and they actually stepped up this week. And they had they played a lot better than they did last week. So that was a good job again to Aaron Glenn. I knew he was going to get these guys ready to have a better def- defensive game. But yeah, man, they, they played a lot better. Right. Um, I don't really have nothing else to say. I mean, they ran the ball okay. Twenty six carries, ninety nine yards, three point eight yards per carry. Not the best, but like it's not like they were really bad at it. Um, Malcolm, you actually your bold prediction was it your bold prediction? Amon Ross, St. Brown, Khalif Freeman both have over hundred yards. Oh shit! Well, I'm, you hit your yeah. bold prediction. Yeah, th- look at that. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't even realize that um Khalif Raymond had 100 yards. You know, it it was that 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 trick play. <laughs> that was a beautiful play. They actually had um Khalif Raymond lined up in the backfield. He was lined up as the running back. And yeah. when they did like the little reverse trickery um and ended up with Tom Kennedy getting the ball, he did a little wheel route and he was just wide open. That was awesome, man. That was a great that was a great design. Yeah, like I said, man, Campbell with the passing game, the running game, what he's done. Today he was in his bag. He was he was calling the great game. Yeah, he let it all he let it all out today. Definitely let it all out today. I mean, that's what he's supposed to do. Week 17, let everything out on the field. I mean, right. we can't take it to next week, can't take it to the playoffs. So you might as well just let it all out. I mean, they worked on this, they probably worked on these plays all year long. But he just never yeah. dialed it up. So now you got a chance to dial up these plays. It worked. <laughs> I loved it, man. It made, I, t- I told you, man, these get type of games where they do all these trickery stuff, it's, it's so fun. It makes the game so fun. So I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, especially watching the Packers lose, even though it means absolutely nothing to them. It was just, it was just, it was just good. It was good to but see. Wasn't LaFleur 5-1 and one against, or 5-0 and oh against the Lions? He finally lost against the Lions, right? Now he's 5-1. and one. Was he 5-0 and oh against the Lions? I know they said his overall record against the NFC North was like was some ridiculous record, like 15-2. and two. Yeah, I don't think LaFleur has lost to the Lions. Damn, he, he hasn't lost to us? How long he's been the coach there? he was five, no, three years, for three years. Three years? Three years? Did they sweep us three years in a row? Maybe. It's possible. We'll come from it's... that on the, the post game, on the, uh, like, the full recap game. Y- yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I think you're right. It could be. I don't know. I haven't thought of that. Like, man, where are we... Haven't beat the Packers that long. Oh, oh well, we beat them today. That's all that matters. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, uh, Pierre, you got anything else, man? Nah, man, that's about it. 
All right, let's just bring up some listeners. Um, if you want to come up and so on, you know, celebrate, have anything you want to say, um, let me know, and we can bring you up. Yep. See what we got here. Um, there we go. We got one request, and this is coming from. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. With Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Oh, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, hey, team? One, hey, one time for the one time, Malcolm. You got to uh, excuse me, bro, but uh, woo, let's go, man. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 you know what? I'll let you use that. I'll let you use that, man. Let's hey, go. Look, overall, that was that was a great <laughs> game. Offense, defense, special teams. Like, I mean, we won, but, you know, that's a, that's a good way, you know, to finish off the season, to look towards the next season, you know, building camaraderie. Hopefully, you know, players want to come here, but I, I loved it, the game. Amar St. Brown starting to make it. Jared Goff played really good. The defense played solid. Like, that was a great game. Like, And then another thing that didn't kill us today, we really didn't have too many penalties. Did y'all? We didn't. I think we only had yeah. one. I think we I, only had one. Was that offsides by um Julian? That, that, that was the only penalty we had. This was a great game. Great game. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Wow. Good pointing that out, man. That was, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic for the offseason. Me too. And you know what? You actually brought up a really big point about players wanting to come here. I, for some reason, I feel like Detroit made their case. And I think players probably would want to come to Detroit. I don't know why. I, like, if you'd have asked me this six weeks ago, right. I would have said, oh, shit. Detroit has no chance of signing anybody because, you know, we have a bad record. It looks crazy out here. I'm not sure who wants to come out here and play. But these last since December, they've been playing great football. You kind of see the vision where Detroit is headed to. I I feel like they could bring talent here. I, I really do. Pierre, what's your thoughts on this? Do you feel like with everything that's going on in the past four weeks, playing great football, coaching looking great, you know, you have a great defensive coach, you have Dan Campbell calling great plays. Do you think they could bring talent in here? Yes. Um, just you see the culture. They're three and three their last six games, right? They blew Arizona out of the water. They embarrassed them. Uh, they put up a good fight against the Packers. They were winning against the starters 17 to 13 right at the half. So this team is competitive. They are well coached. Why wouldn't you want to play for this team? I, I, I see it too. I love it. Like I said, I just feel like we got something to build on. Like Jerry Goff, you know, he plays solid. The, the back end of the season. So, you know, that's kind of something to look forward to going into next year. We got Swift. He's going to be healthy. Hopefully Hawkins can come back healthy. Then we got a Mar St. Brown. Like, we got some nice little solid foundation pieces. And then I feel like our offensive line is solid. So, 
I mean, you put some more talent around a quarterback receiver, you know, something like that, we'd be solid. And then, you know, you build around the defense. Like, I feel like we really got something to look forward to next year. Right. I mean, it's hey, still early, but. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Tink, let me ask you a question, man. How do you, how, how comfortable are you with Jared Goff? I'm, right now, I, I can't even lie to you. I was, I was dogging Jared Goff all year. But yeah, right, right now, are. right now, like I'm, I'm, I ain't gonna say I'm completely sold, but I'm fine with going into the next season with Jerry Goff the way he just finished off with the the little talent. Well, the, you know the players he had right now. Like if you put some real talent, like you know what I'm saying, around him, like I feel like skies is the limits because all he doing was you know building confidence. You know what I'm saying? Like that's uh, just me though. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I'm there too, man. You know what? I I think is more too. I think he's comfortable with the play calling. I think he's comfortable with the players around him, and when he's more comfortable with all that stuff. You see a better product on the field with Jared Goff. You know, Absolutely. he doesn't look scared. Absolutely. He, Jared Goff played really good today. I'm like, damn, he threw two or three touchdowns. Uh, Khalif Raymond, a tight end, a Monsanto Brown. I'm like, he really played good. But, again, yeah. like I said, it's, that's something to build towards. You know what I'm saying? Going into the next season. Because, like I said, I, I watched the whole game. Like, defense played good. The core brother had two sacks. Like, we played really good. Like, big picks when we needed. Like, everybody probably – I ain't going to lie, though. I felt like the line – at the end, I felt like they was trying to lose. I'm like, are they trying to lose to get the number one pick? Like, cause <laughs> after Green Bay scored, I'm like, wait, it seemed like – but then, you know, they finished off strong. So, I'm like, don't don't lose on purpose. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just finish off the game strong, and they did. So, I was sad. I would have been upset if we had lost because I felt like they would have tried, they tried to get a game away, but we won. So, I'm happy. Like, you know, oh, just. I was just gonna ask. I was just gonna ask if you would have been upset if they would have lost this game. Yeah, I would have, because I, I just feel like at the end of the game, like it, it probably was just me, but I just felt like they was trying to give it up, like because Jacksonville was winning. So, you know, the commentators were like, well, you know, if the Lions lose, they get. I'm like, we don't, you know, forget losing. Like, let's just finish off strong. You know what I'm saying? And win because again, you know, we want to build a, a camaraderie and a culture here, like. And that's good we won. They really play, you know, hard at the end of the game. Like, I love it. Yeah, I mean, we ain't going to the playoffs or nothing. But, again, we building something here. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's more so with it, the foundation. We got cap. We got, you know, good draft capital. Like, I can't wait for the offseason. And then now, y'all about to start doing mocks. So, I really can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if the mocks are coming soon, man. The mock drafts and the whole free agency talk. Could start as early as next week, man. So um definitely tune in to your Spotify's and Apple Podcasts. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, um, we will be on there and we will have our off-season coverage, which I know a lot of our listeners are excited about that. So yeah, man, absolutely, man. I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited too, man. Absolutely. All right, Tink. Do you have anything else, man? I know we have a few no, more that's, people. That's, that... that's it. That's it, man. I appreciate it, man. Hey, Tink, man. Have a great one, man. Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for joining us. Too, man. Take it easy. Yep. All right. Let's see who else we got next. Let's bring up my dog, the homie. Anonymous. What's happening, man? Victory speech. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Yo. go, man. I'm all in, man. I'm excited. This was fun. This and, was a fun game. And this was like this was a guy. This was a guy who was like, I don't care about this game. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I don't, I don't care about this game. Screw this game. Is whatever happens, just going to the offseason. Yeah, man. He comes back happy as hell, man. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, man. You had, you had, you had to enjoy this game. What was your thoughts? I want to hear you. What, what were your thoughts on this game, man? 100 percent honest, man. You guys were kind of stealing my thunder a little bit, talking about um, free agents coming. So, I mean, just to answer your question, man. I'm, I was a pretty excited this whole game from beginning to end. It was a fun game. All three sides of the Very ball. Fun. You know, there's nothing else that you can ask for to see a game come uh, end off like this at the end of the season. So, it's a great game. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's just one thing to bring up. Like, it's crazy how long this season is and all the ups and downs you go through because like you guys were just saying with golf, Earlier in the season, even midpoint in the center, everybody was done with golf. He was the worst thing that could happen to Detroit ever out of any sport, and everyone wanted golf out yeah. of here. Same with Dan Campbell calling plays. You know, go back to those, you know, the Cincinnati and was it the Falcons game or um, the yeah, Cleveland it was, game? It was, Cleveland it was, game. no, it was actually, yeah, it was the Cleveland and I think and the Steelers, Pittsburgh yeah, game. The, the Cleveland and Pittsburgh game. You know, everyone was done with Campbell calling plays. Right. And now I think you guys are saying, you know, you wouldn't be upset if he 
remained the offensive coordinator last year, and he and you know it's improved so much. So it just shows you how things progress through this season, and how how individuals progress within their roles as players and coordinators and coaches. So I'm excited, man. I can't wait for the future. Like I said, I was ready for this game to be over so we can look into the future. But man, the way this game ended, you know. I mean, what player would not want to play for a coach like this? Now, you can talk about the city and the history of the organization, but I think the coach in front office is a positive if I'm a free agent. Absolutely, man. That's what I was talking about. I was saying, like, this team, with this coaching staff, what you're seeing, everybody's seeing what Detroit's doing. Everybody's seeing what they're doing. So with this team, you know, you're a free agent. You're like, man, I like what they're doing there. Man, look at their look how hard they're fighting, man. Look how hard they're playing for their coach. I want to be a part of that. I can see a lot of players feeling like that. Yeah. And yeah, you're right, man. Um, yeah, after I think it was Dan Campbell's first two games of calling plays, I I was one of them. I was done with Dan Campbell's calling play. I didn't like it. I thought it was a horrible. If Tyler was here, he probably would have threw up right now because he he was done with Dan, Dan Campbell too. All he was doing is running the ball. But yeah, he was saying there was a weather and this this situation. He was saying all this while he was doing it, but it was really bad. And it didn't get good until Ben Johnson got in his ear and helped him out. Ben Johnson was a big key on this offense and the way he's looking right yep. now. And since Ben Johnson been helping out, man, this has been a totally different offense and and the players the, the confidence in the players have been totally different it's been great man i, I love it man yes this has been a hell of this has been a roller coaster of a season you know the, the the good the bad and the ugly but you know towards the end of this this whole since last month man it's been it's been good it's been nothing but positive this whole last month since december since the first week of december they played it's been nothing but positive so I'm definitely excited, man. I just hope that this train continues till next year, man. We can start off fast and have a good season, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited, man. Yeah, it's exciting. I want to warn people too. This is still year two in a rebuild. Year one. Um, it's still gonna take some time. Well, like next oh, year. I'm talking about like next year. So, like, I don't think next year's expectations should be. They should be a little higher than this year, but they're not. They should not be super high because they're still building. It takes time to build a team, man. This team is still talent deprived. They'll have the number two pick. We'll see what they do, but it's going to take some time. So, Pierre, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you specifically. A few weeks ago, I brought this up uh, saying that I could see the Lions cont- um, contend for the division and the playoff spot next season. And after this game, I wanted to pose that question to you again because I think you were the one who who said exactly pretty much what you just said right now, that you don't think they will next year. But let's look at this game alone. Even in the first half when Rodgers and the 49ers – I mean, I'm sorry. I'm watching the 49ers now. But when the uh, Packers were playing with their <laughs> full – you know, all their starters playing with the full staff. And on that first drive in particular, the Lions were actually stopping the Packers, but they weren't getting out of their way. Um, I think, you know, there was no pass rush, Right. You know, Rodgers was either getting rid of it real quick or he was standing back there with nine or ten seconds to throw because the defense, the uh, backfield was actually covering the guys pretty well. They actually stopped him on third and long once. He had to dish it off to Adams in a slot, and one of our guys was in position to make the tackle and missed the tackle, so Adams, you know, extended it. But I think he converted on, like, four third and third downs on that first drive. Yeah. With, yeah, with something like yeah, that. Yeah, so so with a little bit more better players, i.e., you know, a pass rusher, I think that that first drive where this Packers scored and maybe the rest of the game would have been tremendously different. So I think with the with a few free agents, not high price free agents, and with the top two draft picks, I think this team could contend for a playoff spot and maybe the division, especially with what's going on with the Bears and Vikings right now. You know what? Oh, but like, I don't think that should be our expectation, though. I think we should still like, um, still say it's year two in a rebuild, right? It's obviously it's possible. What they've done this year is impressive, but they need to build on on that. They need to hit on their picks. They need to sign good free agents, right? Yeah. And maybe they could probably lose some staff guys. I know they're losing Anthony Lynn, 
Um, other guys, AP maybe could be a defensive coordinator around the league. AG could get some interviews. So, yeah, we have to look into all of that. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I agree, man. I, I'm going to say we should probably just wait because you never know who we're bringing in the free agencies. We don't know who, what impact our draft, you know, who we draft is going to bring to the team. You know, anything could happen, man. If they hit on a few picks and they bring in, you know, they upgrade a few positions in free agency, anything is possible. And their picks from this year grow more and going into next year. Like, for example, Derek Barnes is starting playing solid football. Levi Anzarufi improves, plays better. And you have your draft picks firing and your signings firing. So, yeah. yeah. But that's, that's, I guess I'm just saying, um, and this will be my last point, I think that this is the Lions' best opportunity of going worse to first in the last five or six years that they've had, including Patricia's first year where after they got snacks and they ended the season with like six out of seven wins. And everyone thought they'd go yeah. to first the next year. I think this is the best opportunity to go from worst to first in a division than they've had in the last six years or whatever. It's possible, but the Packers are still um, yeah, Packers. They're still yeah, the Packers still the Packers. You still got to see what's going on with a Rod and and Devontae Adams. I I I know I don't think Devontae Adams is going to go anywhere because Tyler pointed out to me in the last episode that they can franchise tag him. So I don't think they're going to let him walk unless he throws a temper tantrum. If Aaron leaves and is like, I want to get out of here. Sure. So I don't know what, I don't know what the Packers going to do. Yeah, we'll see. We will anonymous, man. You got anything else, bro? Nope. That's it. Hey, anonymous man. Once again, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining us, man. Yep. Thanks for joining. Thanks. Man. See you fellas. Yep. Yep. All right. We have, who follow us all the way from Spotify Green Room? We have, we we have this. That was a uh, bad timing. We have Mike. What up? Can you- What's up, Mike? What is going on, Mike? How you doing, bro? What a win, man! What a win! What a way to finish out the year. You know, I was arguing back and forth with my friend, who I, uh, you know, we just were about to start a podcast about the draft and stuff, and we were talking, and he was talking about getting that draft. And I told them, you know, there's really no big difference. Everybody's kind of stressed out about them winning. You know, there's there's not going to be a big difference in that top four. So I'm excited about kind of where this team's headed to a lot of what people, what you guys have been talking about point. This team's got a lot to look forward to. I'm very impressed, you know, with Dan Campbell, the play caller. I thought I'd, I was just like you. I hated, you know, we talked about it before. I hated when he took over. I thought he was trying to just win games by running the ball. He seems like he's really built up. You know what's crazy about this team is the offensive line. I mean, they haven't played with, you know, like the, the all five starters. I mean, when the, all five starters start playing, it's going to be scary. And I hope they can keep that momentum. I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, obviously there's some other stuff, like you said. I mean, I think Pierre said it perfectly, man. I mean, we got to temper expectations. A lot of, you know, we were obviously playing against backups primarily in that second half. And, but the, the, the scheme of what that team does and the fight of what that team does, that tells me a lot about it. Because Pierre's right. There's not a lot of talent. And once they get talent and they play like that, that's going to create some, some, some really special things. I'm just excited with this offseason, ending on a bang instead of ending on a kind of a sour note, getting blown out. That really changes the whole tune of your offseason and your programs. So I'm, I'm really excited, man. I'm hoping that somebody asked Dan Quinn the question. I mean, uh, Dan Campbell the question if, if he's gonna, you know, coach. Oh my calls. God! Don't don't do that no more. <laughs> if he's gonna, <laughs> if he's gonna, if he's gonna coach because I mean, if he's gonna call the plays because he did an awesome job, man. I mean, I mean, like that's like Kyle Shanahan level type performance, man. I mean, he kept the, what I looked for was most important is they were always kept the defense off balance. Always. Like, the defense didn't know what they were doing. You know what I mean? Like, when we think they would run, they would pass. Like, they just kept off schedule. It was just – I'm I'm interested to see. Is it me or are you guys a little bit worried about DeAndre Swift? Like, his role – like, it almost seems like they want to do a power run offense and his role might be diminishing. Do you guys notice that towards the end of the year? Well, I know he was battling an injury. So, I know they're easing him in. I was – I was shocked that he's even playing these last couple of games because he was he was hurt and I think he's probably still banged up and he just wanted to go out there to try to 
he want he wanted to experience a win because he has an experience a win because every time he they won he was on the shelf. Um, so he came back kind of early, I guess, and you can see it by the number of carries. He wasn't like the RB one, as you can exactly. say, from these last couple of games. He was in the dog. So house. I'm, I'm not sure. Wasn't he kind of in the doghouse with, with with Dan early? Uh, was it the doghouse? I I thought it was just injuries. I, I'm not sure. I want to see how training camp and everything is, and who's going to be the clear cut number one number or RB one going into next season. I, I don't think he's. I don't, I'm not really worried too much about it. I just, the only thing I'm worried about Swift is him his availability on staying healthy. Yeah, that's I'm the only thing I'm worried about Swift. The only thing I'm worried about is uh, his availability. But Dan Campbell, like from what I've read and heard, they view him as their Alvin Kamara type player. Like that's the role they envision him to have, like a Kamara type role. Got it. Um, he just hasn't been healthy. They actually love Swift. Yeah, from I everything too, I've man. Heard. I do too. I just yeah, think they, he's they so like talented. I just healthy. I'm just worried that they're not viewing him the same way. I think maybe the fans do because seems like they were kind of, you know, I mean, even when he was healthy, he wasn't getting the lion's share of the, of the of the carries, except for the you know the one or two games where they had to because of you know just because of people being injured, you know. But we'll see. Well, you, you got to, like, see, though, um, when he gets a lot of carries, he gets injured. That's what happened. So I I don't think he's a guy who could do it all. I think you find a specific role for him, and he'll thrive in that role. I don't think he's a three-down back. You might think that, but he's proven that the past two years he can't handle the load. Uh, you know what? I'll say – I'll say, and the only reason why I say he can't is because of health reasons. Yeah, that's health why reasons. he's talented that, to do it. He's, he has a talent to be a three-down back, but right. as far as like health-wise, you should probably limit his. You should probably limit his touches. But, you know, the problem with that is yep. that diminishes his value significantly. You know, I, I mean, that's the the running back these days, you know man. I mean, like you know, I mean, obviously, you know, you're not giving running backs if you're smart second contracts. It's never worked. Zeke Elliott, Todd Gurley, but ultimately, it's like. You know, I think when we look at, like, where this team's headed, I really thought, like, he, he could be a player, a uh, significant player for the team. I just feel like I don't know if they feel the same way. But, you know, I mean, you look at it, you know, Usain Brown looks like a star. Somebody mentioned that before. I mean, his ability to kind of make catches, contested catches, was great. Um, you know, I mean, some good things. I think we still need to get some, 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 uh, some strength uh, at the edges. I mean, they, they had all day to throw today. Um, you know, like hopefully, you know, we'll get some, we'll get some strength. I, I'm not as, as impressed. I know Pierre, you love him, Barnes. I, I didn't see a lot from Barnes this year. I, I think he looks very slow. Um, but maybe that's he just looks, he just looks like he's a thumper. It doesn't really look like he's going to be able. But in this in this scheme, I don't know how much a linebacker is going to really make a big difference. But I don't know, man. I, I I'm excited about where we're at. Um, you know, this this is huge. This is a huge draft. Like when we think about going into this offseason, like they they have a lot of picks. Last year they they were really landlocked. People don't understand how landlocked they were because they just didn't have draft capital. You know, Bob Quinn left them with very little picks from a from a pick standpoint, how many number of picks they had. But going into this season, I mean they have capital to move up, move down, move around, accumulate more picks. You know, so this is gonna be a huge pick. This is gonna be a huge draft for I think and and, and I wanna get your guys' take on this. Don't we think that this draft class was good, but was very conservative? And usually you see that from a first GM. Like, like there wasn't a lot of guys that, like, I guess outperformed what we thought they were going to do. And I'm hoping that he gets better than maybe one or two solid contributors, three, if you count Aleem McNeil, like, like to point where, you know, we can get some players this year because we're going to need – to Pierre's point he made earlier, we're going to need about five, six, seven new starters on defense alone. Not to mention maybe on the other side of the ball, we'd probably need one or two minimum, you know? And they'll bring in competition yeah. for golf. They have to. I know golf played better, but he needs competition. And he's, they're, they're going to need to bring a veteran in um, to, to really compete with him. I don't know to what extent, but, I mean, don't, you guys agree they have to probably bring in somebody to compete with him. Not a boil or somebody. You know what? I, I know Pierre's on that as far as bringing somebody in to compete with them. But for some reason, I think they're, as of right now, I think they're all in on golf as, as far as right now. I'm, I'm, 
I'm just gonna be completely honest with you. With Brad Holmes, I don't think Brad Holmes at a point is saying, "Uh, let's bring in somebody to compete with golf to potentially bench him." I I don't see Brad Holmes wanting them to do that, and I think Dan Campbell's on that same boat, man. I think they're gonna they probably would bring in a backup to be a backup. I don't see they're gonna them honestly bringing in like somebody to, you know potentially take Jared Goff's job next year. I don't think, especially Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes is yeah. too invested into Jared Goff. Yeah. He's too invested into Jared Goff. I don't see him doing that, especially with the last, you know, the last, since December, Jared Goff has been playing very good football. So I don't see them saying, oh, let's, mess, let's, let's potentially mess up his confidence by saying we kind of don't believe in you by bringing somebody in to potentially take your job. Outcome. I just don't see that. I don't see that happening. I was thinking about that. I think they're just going to run it back with the guys they got. I think Boyo's going to be oh, back boy. on a one or two year deal. A lot less Man, than what he's disastrous. making this year. Don't you think? Maybe those. <laughs> guys, um, <laughs> I like that word. Disaster. I like that. Yeah. You know I mean? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, he had a couple good games. Yeah, I'll give him that. But he was brutal. You know, when they had a lot of their starters in. He was brutal. And before a lot of the teams he started playing, had a lot of people out with COVID and other stuff. He was brutal. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, he, he was bad. And I just hope that they understand that. Like, you know, I mean, just like we had a lot of people out and COVID was a nightmare, a lot of other teams did too. Every game he was playing, there were significant starters out, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. So I, I get it. And, you know, I just I – just, I hope that there's a, there's a thought process in there. I don't think, sadly – where we're drafting, we're going to be able to kind of pick up a quarterback and maybe look at somebody, maybe a Malik Willis later in the draft. But I, I honestly don't think, you know, we're going to be in position to pick somebody up. So, you know, I just think that we're going to have to run it back. But I don't – doesn't mean that we can't go out and get somebody to come in and compete a la like a, a Bridgewater or somebody in the event that he becomes a disaster again. We don't have any flexibility. Because I do understand what Pierre's talking about. But, you know – Two years, you're, you're going to want to see some significant improvement next year. I mean, meaning, you know, we're the here, here's the thing. The division is – if Rodgers leaves, and there's a very, very, very good chance that Rodgers leaves to Denver or San Francisco, if Rodgers leaves, you've seen Love. He looks terrible. You look at Minnesota, they're going to fire – they're going uh, to fire their coach today. They're, you know, same thing with Chicago. Like, you know, like this, this is going to be – they're going to be almost four rebuilding teams – if you count Green Bay, now Green Bay's got a really good roster, but they don't have that quarterback anymore. We're going to see how where they're at without Aaron Rodgers because, you know, he creates that, that, that winning tradition that they have. If he leaves, it's a lot – obviously, it's going to be impossible to replace. But if we have four rebuilding teams in this division, it's a very winnable division. Very winnable. I mean – I have to be honest. Why would Rodgers leave, though? Everything's there. The defense there. The coach is there. You're, the receivers are there. The running game is there. The O-line is there. Why leave that Rogers situation? Rodgers has been unpredictable, The man. division is weak. The division is weak, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Chicago and Minnesota are about to rebuild. Detroit is still rebuilding. Yep. Like, they're still on top, so why would he leave that? I think – I, I, The thing is, Pierre, I was, Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, no, man. No, no, no. Go ahead, Mark. I'll, I'll follow back. Uh, uh, I, was, I was just going to say that it's possible if they come out flat in the NFC Championship game. If, if Darren Rodgers is like, this is deja vu, I've seen this story how many years in a row that we get to the NFC Championship and we just flop, we choke, he could probably they leave. This year. They look different this year, though. I don't know. They do. Well, they do. I mean, we're saying this right now, but they were 13-3 and three last year. They I get it. Things are different. They, 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 they do. They, 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 they have more. The if they play a team like San Francisco, they're, they're in deep trouble. But, you know? They're a lot better at on this year than they were they last are, year. They are, but they are. But Aaron Rodgers they, they is, is, is made his I, – I think he's made his decision. I think he came back, you know, just reading the tea leaves, reading what he says. I think he came back on, hey, I'm coming back one year. No matter what happens, you're going to give me the chance to be released or whatever. That's why he came back. I, I just can tell you, like, he, I mean, he's talking about the last dance and all this other shit he's been talking about. You're asking me why would he? Yeah, you and I probably look at it saying, why the hell would he leave? But if he goes to a situation like Denver – or if he goes to a situation like San Francisco, maybe not so much in San Francisco, but Denver is very winnable. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's in the AFC. I mean, his wife or his soon-to-be wife is a movie star. She's on the West Coast. I mean, who wants to live in Green Bay, man, your whole life? I don't. 
I mean, when you think about Denver, though, you're in a tough division. You're playing Kansas City, you're playing Vegas, yep. and you're playing uh, uh, LA, LA Chargers. Yep. That's a tough division, right? You're you're here, you're in NFC. NFC is kind of weak right now. The AFC is a little more tougher, too. NFC is kind of weak. You're on top. Why would he leave that? I don't think he's going to leave that. I think in the offseason, he was putting pressure on the Packers to make some moves. They made the moves they did, but now they're winning games, and it seems like the relationship, from what I've read, is like kind of fixed with the GM and the coach, and he's having fun. You saw him smiling on the side. He's having fun. Yeah, you did. You did. So, listen, man, one could hope. I'll let he's not the, uh, They're having fun. Down there. Hey, listen, I, I want his ass gone. I'm sick of getting, you know, him being in this division forever. I'm, I'm looking forward to us not having to deal with that. But listen, man, I'll let somebody else get up. But like, I'm, I'm looking forward to the offseason chats. Let's get some draft shit up here soon, man, because I think we're all salivating at it, and this is going to be a really interesting year with a lot of guys declaring and a lot of picks and in an off season that looks like there's going to be a lot of movement. So excited, man. Yes, sir. Coming on, Mike. Thanks, Mike. guys. All right. We have all the way from uh, Los Angeles. (laughs) We have Monte. What is happening, man? Monte, what's going on, bro? What's up, hey, what's happening? And you're not bringing in any competition for golf. Bridgewater, them. There's no competition. Come on. I, I'm old enough to remember when people said Wentz was better than golf. <laughs> they they did. They, a lot of people did. Yeah. And I think a lot of people still yeah, feel like they, that. They're about to get surprised next year. But Amar, St. Brown, um, he really came on in the second half. I, I was really impressed with him. Uh, he lines up everywhere. He seemed to be able to figure out how how to run NFL routes as the season went on. And I think you just got to love the coaching staff from R.J. Pleasant to uh, Aaron Glenn to Dan Campbell to Ben Johnson. I think the future is bright in Detroit, even if um, Green Bay stays. Green Bay, you know, they're going to pay a lot of money to Devontae. They probably going to pay a lot of money to Aaron Rodgers. And that defense is a little suspect going to run it. You, you, they could be run on. So I think the future is bright for the, uh, Detroit. I love what I see. Um, and Dan Campbell, he good coach. Good coaching high. I know people make fun of him and Nick Siriano from Philadelphia because of their press conferences. And I think out of all the hires, those guys did the best job all year. Man, you're you know what you're onto something, man. And first, first thing first, man, I want to give a shout out to Monte, man. This this kid, Monte, Monte is a Los Angeles Rams fan. The Rams is probably playing right now, no, and he's that. still here. Huh? You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, man. Oh yeah, I'm doing double oh. duty. <laughs> My, your boy Stafford, he's he's five for five so far, so he ain't he ain't hurting us so far. So we we, we all good. <laughs> we all good right now. And I'm, I was thinking about all the quarterback movement. This trade might be the best trade out of all the quarterback movement, free agents and trades for both teams. Clearly, Stafford is what the Rams want and they're happy with. And I think Detroit is happy with with golf and the two first round picks. I don't know if Indianapolis is happy with Wentz. I don't know if Denver is happy with Bridgewater. And uh, there was another movement I can't think of right now. But... Sam Darnold. Oh, yeah. Sam, Sam, Sam Darnold or Sam Arnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold went for a second-round pick. So it, this might go down as a trade where both teams are very, very happy with the outcome of the trade. Yeah, Monty, I think you're on something. Also, don't forget the third-round pick. Uh, Ifatu Malafano, the corner, actually played okay today. Yes. So you're on something there. Um Obviously, Stafford opened up the passing game, the deep passing game for uh, for LA. And Goff, like, he was a little off in the beginning. But then once Campbell took over play, calling Detroit's 3-2-1. And, and Goff has played his best football with Campbell calling the plays. And with not really the best on that wide receiver. I'm in Rossi Brown. He's good. Josh Reynolds, you have a guy who was with the Rams and the Titans and got waved. Lions picked him up. Hawkinson goes down, right? And there's Swift goes down. And they're still winning these games. They're finding ways to win these games with golf. No confidence, doubt. confidence, confidence. Yeah, that's all it is no right now, man. Now, sure. Dan, the interesting part is uh, I was looking at free agent wide receivers. All of them hurt. So you might be able to get a good deal. Good, good one is hurt. Um, Gallup is hurt. Juju is hurt. 
Um, there was somebody else. So you might be able to steal a wide receiver on a, on a good deal and not have to pay him much because he's coming off uh, injury. Of course, I think you take somebody in a draft, but you know you might be able to steal one of these wide receivers. I like Gallup my, myself, but Goodwin and Juju, Juju kind of is St. Brown. They kind of do the same thing. But Gallup, I think if you can get him on a good deal, that opens up everything for Hawkinson. Then Hawkinson can be the the good tight end that I think he is. You know where, you know when when they played the Rams, they put Jalen Ramsey on him. You know that you know you, you can't. But if he if you have another one wide receiver, that opens up for Hawkinson. It opens up for St. Brown. So I think Detroit's moving in a positive direction. Absolutely, and you know you. We- He's like your fourth receiver instead of your number two receiver, and you have depth now. And you got Cephas yeah. coming from injury. Now you're talking about a good wide receivers room. There you go. All right, guys. Monty, get into this Ram game. All right, man. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. Enjoy the game. No, no doubt. All right. Do we have? I think we're over time here. We are over time. Okay. Um, we didn't have any requests anyway. So that is a wrap to our last post game of the season. Oh man, what a bummer. Um, this last post game of the season. Um, but we will have some coverage on the offseason, free agency, draft. Most of that will be on your, you know, your podcast platforms, whether it's gonna be Spotify, whether it's Apple Pod. Or wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there. Um, make sure to you know check us out weekly. We will have at least probably two to three shows um, on those platforms. So definitely look out for that. Off-season talk. I know a lot of people decided for that. We're going to have our mock drafts coming out soon. Um, and, yeah, man, I'm just ready for the off-season, man. It's, they ended off with the bang. The Lions ended off with the bang. And I'm just excited, man. But with that being said, man, thank you all for joining. And I am out, man. Peace. All right, guys, thanks for sticking with us during this season. It was a tough season for all of us, but it was fun covering the team. I know with Malcolm and Tyler, that was fun. Uh, stay tuned for the offseason. We have a lot planned with free agency and the draft and maybe some guests coming on. And I'm out. Peace. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com